to be conformed not to this world, but to be conformed to heaven. And, 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 and that's a cultural change for many people. But you and I are here tonight because we're not being conformed to the world. We're going to be transformed, transformed. People all around the place, I've, I've heard them praying, we want to transformation, transformation. But the Bible says transformation actually starts up here. Be transformed by your renewing of your mind. In other words, letting your soul be changed and becoming led by the Spirit and not led by society round about. And so... I'm just going to talk very, very briefly so that we finish sometime between now and 2.30. That reality is we're going to be... There is a glorious reality for every one of us. You and I are people of promise. <laughs> looks like looks like I've got the angels of God getting ready for the right hand and on the left. <laughs> you and I are people of promise. Uh, we will try church this sign. We are people of promise. The reality is also that many times we are so used to just living from one day to the next to the next. And some people live from payday to payday. I'm an old man. I live from pension day to pension day. And <laughs> when I got, uh, you know, to that glorious state of being allowed to go, being invited by the government to go to MSD, um, which was not Merck Shop and Dome, uh, which is a pharmaceutical company. But uh, anyway, so there. And, and then they putting me through this set of questions and everything else. And then they asked me whether I wanted a gold card. I said, I've got a platinum one. Does that, uh, <laughs> you know, and so we're there. And then they started telling me how they were going to pay me. And when I died, it would be, you know, like then I, it would stop. So I realised that they were paying me. The government is now paying me to stay alive. Isn't that awesome? The government's paying me to preach the gospel. The government is paying me to be a Holy Spirit fanatic. The government is paying me to, to mess with people's heads. The, pay, the government is paying me to, to, do, to do miracles and to do all sorts of things. So kind of the government. <laughs> but you and I, we are paid not to just occupy space and suck up air to get from one payday to the next. You know, some people, they are living in existence, but you and I, we are living in the promises of God. And we should never forget that that's what we're living in. We're not living to get from breakfast to lunch. We're not living to get from lunch to tea time. We're certainly not living to get to, 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 to what do you call it, supper. Oh, we're, 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 we're living in the promises of God. We'll try church this side. We are living in the promises of God. We intellectually can know that, but the Holy Spirit is at work and wants to work in our lives. So we are living in the revelation of that. So it's a reality. That's what happens when we wake up and it's what's happening while we're asleep. The last thing I do as I go to sleep is saying, Holy Spirit, don't waste the next six hours. Minister to me. 
It's the last, my last waking thought is, Holy Spirit, I don't want to waste the next six hours. Minister to me. We are people of promise. I'm so glad you asked what are those promises. But we've got to train ourselves. We've got to train ourselves. The Bible says to train ourselves unto godliness. That doesn't mean looking like, hallelujah. That's religion. Godliness is being full of life. And the Bible says that godliness with contentment is great gain. People forget that. And so you hear Christians, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to those other people overseas I have to go to who, who, who have complaints coming out of their mouth. And, and, and then they wonder why there's no blessings in their life. Because the Bible says you can't have good and bad coming out of the same mouth. And so godliness with contentment is great gain. And the Bible says in whatever situation you're in, be content. Why? Because there is a promise you can live in that I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never leave you or forsake you. That's a promise. It's an eternal promise because Jesus said it's eternal because He's eternal. And we are invited to live in the reality of the revelation of this. Church started on the day of Pentecost. I'm glad church started. I was about to do a salvation article. I thought I'd have to get the evangelist up to say, come on. (laughs) You know, someone said to me after church this morning, they said they had this revelation because I talked about how enthusiasm literally, it's a Greek word. And it literally is translated that it's the demonstration of God in us. Because our God is alive. Our God is living. Our God is the God who died and rose again. Our God is the God who sent Himself in the form of the Holy Spirit so that you and I can be filled with Him. That the God who is so powerful is the God who is so personal. I'll just say that again. The God who is so powerful, the God who has a sneeze and galaxies came into being is the God who comes and lives inside us. He's with us. And when we go shopping, He's there. And when we drive fast on the autobahn, He's there. And when you drive slow, He's there. And when he, whatever we do, when we live in the revelation of His promise, He's there. And so when you are challenged at work, guess who's with you? He's there. And so that you're not an overcome, you're an overcomer. And circumstances doesn't define your life because we live in the reality of the promise of God. So church started on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit fell. Now you've got some people who say, 
It's amazing how religious people always look so miserable. And they'll go, yeah, yeah, but God's with us always. Yeah, He is, because He's omnipresent. But there is a reality that is there for all of us and that He comes and He fills us with Himself and He baptises us with the Holy Spirit. And on the day of Pentecost, it says they all started speaking in tongues. So if you're not yet speaking in tongues, there is a promise that is there for you. And so... Jesus said that I'm going to go away because another is going to come. And that word another means another one like me. Some translations would put it this way. It is for your benefit that I'm going away because then the Holy Spirit is going to come. Because when Jesus was on earth, He was one man in one place. That's all He was. But the Holy Spirit, He can be anywhere. He can be anywhere. He continues to be here in Lower Hutt. And he was in Wellington with Pastor Joanne and, 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 and Jeff this morning. He was there. And guess what? He was at Northern Hills and he was in Auckland and he was at Invercargill. Or, or he actually got outside and went to the West Island as well. And so he was there in Australia. And, and so Makapurundu. <laughs> and around about now, yep. They're getting ready. They're, they're, they're just getting ready to start in Germany as well. And he'll be there. And what's more, he can even understand German as they praise him. It's amazing. Because why? The Holy Spirit can, is not limited by time and space. He's not limited by circumstances or anything else because he's God. And so, Jesus made this promise. And then. The Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. And Peter, who just a few minutes before had been in a place with the door shut for fear of the Jews, suddenly he's as bold as a lion because that's a promise that the righteous will be as bold as the lion. Whoa, don't tell me you're righteous and you're skulking round. The righteous will be as bold as the lion. It's the wicked that flee when no one pursues because they have fear that's overtaken their life. And so on the day of Pentecost, this man who'd been so overwhelmed with fear, suddenly he's like, I don't care. And he goes, I'm just reminding you of what the prophet said. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on the very holy people. <laughs> the Bible says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. And you and I, we are walking in the revelation and the promise of that, that the Holy Spirit is to be poured out on everybody, to be poured out on every... How safe are you, Peter? Not very safe. <laughs> <laughs> They're all cheering for you, bro. <laughs> So, 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 so. I love the prophet Jeremiah. 
because some people define him as a, as a weeping prophet. Yeah, well, I do that as well. But he also defined himself as a drunken prophet. <laughs> I have become as a drunken man, as a man overcome by too much wine because of <sighs> you inside. And so, <clears throat> I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. And so when we come to church, we take off our asbestos suits and we take off our umbrellas and we say, come on, Lord. Uh, we take off our raincoats and we take off all the human mechanisms that religion encourages us to have. And even to say, you know, they, they, you just don't, they, they read the Old Testament, don't be over-righteous, you know, don't be this. No, it's a case of, oh, that just got heavy. That just got heavy. Oh no, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> so I will pour out my Spirit and you can look at me with the glory coming down on me. And you can say, but that doesn't happen to me yet. <laughs> Add faith to what you see. That's why God said miracles are important. Because He said some people will only believe when they see the demonstration of the power of God. And your faith is not supposed to be, well, come on, keep me up. And <laughs> your faith is not to be on what your brain can say. It's not on your intellect. I believe in learning. But your faith is not on what your brain can do. Paul said your faith is on the demonstration of the power of God. <laughs> I, I remember being down the mall a few years ago when someone asked me to pray for them and they went crashing into one of the jewellers and, and, and the staff was busy going, oh, he's dead. I said, have you ever heard of resurrection? Just a minute. And so, <laughs> you know, it's wonderful as Pentecostals have the expression slain in the spirit, but we've got to make sure we've got the resurrection power as well. And so... <laughs> And so that's when I said, just watch this. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And this man got up and went, I've been healed, I've been healed. And the next minute they're all saying, oh, I've got a sore arm, can you pray for me? Oh, can I? yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh no, here we go again. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. So for those of you who can't see, you're not missing anything. And so, but we are to be the people of promise. And if we don't live in that revelation, we're missing out on what God intends for us. Because He intends for us to be the people who live, walk and have our being in the promise. The promise is one of the names of the Holy Spirit. There's 126 names of the Holy Spirit that I know in Scripture. And whoa, the more names, the more you felt you... The more you fellowship with Him, the more He will reveal names. They're all in the Bible. Uh, there's 700 names of Jesus in the Bible. It's just incredible how God has revealed it to us. And so we can search and we can search. I love the fact that when 95, when the Holy Spirit fell on a Sunday night with us there in Whitey Crescent, we just loved the prayer, more Lord. But what, more Lord was not that I felt better. It was more Lord that the devil had a nightmare. What do we do now? 
You, you'll be pleased to know Pastor, Pastor, Pastor Jeff has been with me. We were in Germany, we were in Scotland. And God seems to work the same way in those places too. Yeah, it's... Oh no. This is glory. So... <clears throat> <laughs> I feel the fellowship, brother. <laughs> We've got to learn to live. <laughs> Don't just have an existence, live. I'll just say it again. Don't just have an existence, live. Because <laughs> he is life. Ha. And, and, and a life without the fullness of the Holy Spirit is only in existence. Ha. You, you're good. You're good. Yeah. You look after me, Caleb. It's great, isn't it? When your son-in-law and your grandson, all they want to do, it's a bit like Isaiah said to me once, oh, I'm going to help you. I said, what do you want? He said, I'm going to hold you up. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. We've got to live in the revelation of the last promise of Jesus on earth. The last promise of Jesus on earth. Ha! You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Oh, my kushundalula. Ha! Oh, that's good. Thank you, Pisa. You're doing great. We'll pray healing for the muscles soon. We've got, we've got, we, 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 we. we. Have learned, got, got to learn to delight in the promises of God. I'll, I'll just say it to this church. We've got to learn to delight in the promises of God because so easy it is to get comfortable and passive, but we've got to learn to delight in the, in the promises of God. Why? When we delight in the promises, we're personalising it. We're... It's so amazing when God decides to show off, eh? That, that, that's good. I'll just try it again. We've got to learn to delight in the promises of God. Ha! It's no sense in having all the promises and looking like, I don't know, last year's bird's nest. It's just like, ha! Even the birds don't go and live in it. It's like, ha! So Jesus made this promise and then Peter picks it up and he, he unpacks it for us and he says, you will receive power. It's for everybody. And then he goes on to say, and all of you can prophesy. Now that doesn't mean you get that funny look in your eye like Ross does and then say, oh, oh. the word pro prophecy there is not about being an office of a prophet. It's about walking in the gift of the Holy Spirit that says that no matter what situation you're in, you will speak life. You'll speak encouragement. You're going to speak what God can do. You're going to speak what God sees. You're going to speak through the lens of... <laughs> this is fun, isn't it? Just about. <laughs> we... Oh... <laughs> Oh, my wife just ambushed me. <laughs> yeah. It's getting hot, eh? It's 
Mew, <laughs> you can stay ahead and be sober. I'll take your drink. <laughs> hey, Caleb, help me up. <laughs> and so, just before you all get bored... Do you define yourself as a person of promise? Because yes. <sighs> he said, my power in you is going to do more than you can imagine. Debbie and I, we, 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 we've been on holiday. I, I've never had four weeks holiday in one stretch ever in my life. It was, it was great. You end up with a thin wallet, but it was still great. No, 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 it was, it was awesome. But many times as humans, we can have this thing and you wait for it. We'd waited for it for years and then something called COVID came along and it was to be celebrating our 40th wedding anniversary and, 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 and people had given money and, and, and oh, it was just such a blessing. And you have this expectation, you know, in, as in life. You can have this oh, expectation. It's there. It's going to be great. But when it actually happens so many times, it's not quite there. It's here. Well, for us, it was over and above even our expectation. And for me, the Scripture which says, God can do exceedingly abundantly beyond... And I'm living in a new revelation of God can do above what my expectations is. So don't have low expectations. When He said, I'm going to give you power, He wasn't talking about nine volts. He was talking about power that can confound the Roman emperor and his seal on a, on a grave was not enough to keep the King of Glory in there. Because He said, I can do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you can ask or even think. And so you don't have prayers that say, oh, Father, if you're not too busy, oh, while resting one evening by the side of the road, I saw an old farmer in a field he'd just hoed his feet. If you're just not too busy, and the whole poem can go on. And But many churches, they, they have, they call them prayer meetings. I call them something else. And so, but we are declaring what God can do. We're, we're declaring who God is. We're declaring His power. We're declaring His majesty. We're declaring His glory. Oh my man, and we've got to learn to live in His glory because Jesus said before He left the earth, the glory that you have given me, I've given them. And so let's not pray for what He's already given us, but let's pray for the anointing to walk in what has been given us, to walk in what He has given us. He's given us His glory. This is getting pretty good up here, Mike. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I came home and Hope Center's got an equipping pastor. And that's so good because then he can be a a Holy Ghost marauder, not just me. This morning he's doing the notices and he went, oh, I hope I can finish. And I'm sitting on the front saying, saying, I hope he can't. (laughs) Whoa. 
someone asked me, are you going to finish the message? I said, it depends what you call the message. (laughs) So, just right now, there's someone and, and you've had like a pulled muscle down the side. Don't worry about it. God's got it in hand. Ah, just trust in His goodness. But I just want to remind us all, there's a big purpose as to walk. Whoa. I nearly landed on top of you then, Caleb. That would be uh, awkward. That's a nice way to do it. Have you been reading the dictionary again? <laughs> so we learn to delight in the promises of God. We learn to enjoy Him. But there's a reason why God is pouring out His Spirit. There's a reason why He wants you so filled with Himself, intoxicated with Him. You know, God is very intoxicating. I don't know. I just have to try these people over here, Pisa. God is very intoxicating. But some people, they, they get so frightened about what alcohol does to people that they don't yield to the Holy Spirit because there's fear from the past. But what if it gets changed and you can say, I'm going to be so intoxicated with God that the world will know there's such... And so, why does God want us? And oh no! This is not working. There's a new meaning to the right hand of fellowship. God's purpose is that this earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And that's why we have to learn to yield to the Holy Spirit so that there can be a greater knowledge. That's an encounter word. There's a greater encounter with the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord is not ethereal. It becomes very, very personal and very practical because the goodness of God is part of His glory. And it's the goodness of God that brings people to repentance. It's the goodness of God that's going to be part of bringing in. Why? Because people will get a revelation that their sin is not defining their future. Ha, my under. Ha, the goodness of God is defining their future. Because it's the goodness of God that's going to bring change in their life. And, 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 and so our prayer is for the glory of God to fill this earth. We'll try this church. We better try the middle actually, just so they don't feel neglected. It's the this earth is going to be defined with His glory. But I just want to make one statement: glory is only a product of His presence. You're not going to get the glory without His presence, because His glory is just a display of Him. And that's why we are people of His presence. And that's why we can be people of promise, knowing that 
He has made a promise that He is going to be with us and in us and in all things. His presence. And Moses in the Old Testament said, if your presence doesn't go with us, what's going to distinguish us from everyone around? When you go to work, His presence with you will distinguish you from everyone else. His presence with you will mean that people will start to apologise for swearing. His presence with you means that people will say, I'm not going to smoke in your presence. And you say, how do I know that? Because that's what happened to me. That's what happened to me when I was sharing with some people who weren't, sharing sheds are not always the most genteel places, besides the fact that, you know, cleaning dags off sheep is not the cleanest job in the world. But for those of you who don't know what it is, it's, it's mucky. And so <laughs> getting the poo off the back of sheep. But they'd stop swearing. And I went to the factory, which wasn't the most genteel place in the world either. And they'd start to apologise. Oh, I'm sorry. Why? Because when I went into the factory, when I went into the workshop, the guy, the, the boss who had employed me, went to the tradesman and said, Oh, I've got this guy, he's a bit of a religious nut. And their impression of Christians was they said to the boss, don't worry about it, he'll be like us in a month. Because that was their experience of people calling themselves Christians. <laughs> the difference was it wasn't very long before there was no swearing because they were apologising for swearing to me. And it wasn't very long before the <clears throat> wrong sort of art form on the walls came off the walls. <laughs> And it wasn't very long before the radio station in the workshop was now Radio Rima. Not because I was the boss, because I was only an apprentice still, the bottom of the food chain. But greater was he that was in me than he that was in the world. And I'm saying that so that some of you need to understand that you walk in the courage of who he is, not the courage of who you are. The courage of who you are is I'm prepared to carry God with me. I'm prepared to be proud of the Holy Ghost. I'm prepared to be the person of his presence because his presence brings life. And His presence brings favour. And His presence does everything. Solomon, he was not a man of war, but he was a man of presence. And nations around started to pay tribute to him because of the presence and the glory of God. Just imagine what it is when your boss suddenly says, there's something about you. I think I'll just give you a pay rise. And some of you look at me like, are you joking? It's an economic downturn. I was getting pay rises in the middle of economic downturns because the boss said, You've changed the atmosphere. Here's some extra money. Just, just don't tell the guys. So I was an apprentice getting more money than the tradesman. 
Why? Because I had changed the atmosphere. Not because I did anything, it's because of who I was. I was a carrier of the presence of God. I was a carrier of the goodness of God. I was a carrier of the One who rose mightily and triumphed mightily and sin was not going to conquer Him. And so, what is Paul? This could get awkward. (laughs) What does Paul write? The one who had been a persecutor, the one who had stood by while people were martyred, the one who was gloriously encountered by Jesus and ended up on the road. And you have people say, well, you know, God's just this holy, he's a gentleman. No, he's not. He's someone who will make someone go blind. and have to be led by the hand till a prophet comes along and says, God's got his eye on you. And by the way, you're going to be martyred and you're going to stand before kings and you're going to suffer for my name's sake and it's going to be glorious. And Paul, what does he do? Ah! No, he doesn't. He says, yes. Why? Because a revelation of the promise of God had come to him and a fulfilment of God's word had come to him. And And so then he writes to you and to me and he says, And we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power will be of God and not of us. Let's walk in that promise. Let's walk in the fact that we have this treasure, the treasure of God Himself living in us, walking with us. And we have... This is getting heavier. We have this treasure. What defines a treasure is the value you place on it. We have an old saying in the world, one man's junk is another man's treasure. The world thinks what we believe and stand for is junk, but for us it's treasure. For us it's treasure. And we have this treasure in jars of clay in these earthen vessels so that we can demonstrate that the power is of God and not of us. And you get some people and God starts to move and they go, it's, it's, it's not me, you know, it's not me. Well, we know that's stupid. <laughs> Don't say the obvious. Rejoice in the fact that God is fulfilling His promise because He said that you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You will speak in other tongues. You will do this and you will do that. It's mock humility to go around and go, it's not me, you know. That's religious gobbledygooks. That's an ancient German expression. And so, ha. <laughs> Instead, we make our boast in the Lord and say, by my God, I run through the troop. And by my God, I leap over the wall. And by my God, I lay hands on people and they experience the power of God. And by my God, in all things, I'm more than conqueror through Him who loved me and gave Himself for me. Whoa, we make our boast in our Saviour. I'm proud of Jesus. Ooh, that nearly got awkward for you, Debbie. <laughs> This is getting a bit hot, Ross. So I thought I might share some of the heat. No, I'm not watching the ladies. I'm, there's just one there. I'm watching you. I'm watching two strong men there. Hey? 
Can I share some of your testimony, Royden? Just say yes. Yeah, good man. I was in Germany and I, 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 I don't do Facebook, but I'm there because sometimes it's easier for some people overseas. And, and I, I, something popped up on my email. There's a message for you. Oh, okay. And there's a, from Royden. Oh, I haven't heard from Royden for a while. And he says, I just got to get back with God. And I said, yeah, come along. There's some people. And he's coming. He just said to me today, he said, it's just been like this. That's right, eh? But you don't have to go through some of what he went through. Just have your trajectory going from glory to glory and from glory to glory and from glory. Because I love giving my testimony because you know what my testimony is? Kept by the power of God. It's a pretty good testimony too, Shona. Hey. (laughs) Now don't interrupt the meeting. a lot of air. (laughs) Do you give lessons for being able to do it for a long time? (laughs) So for those of you who came for a serious message, you've got it. Be filled to overflowing. And so... In just a moment, we are going to do a fire encounter time. And you say, well, I experienced something this morning good, because then you can go from that step to something even greater. I'm so glad I was baptised in the Spirit when I was seven years of age. You know, that's 63 years ago. That's more than some of you can even think about. I'm, I'm not Ross, he's older than me. And so I have to be nice to him because the Bible says, you know, respect your elders. Yeah, so I, I just have to be nice to him sometimes. <laughs> when I was in Glasgow in May, this young man, he says to me, Seth, I want to be like you when I'm 70. I said, that's a very low sort of expectation. You can be more anointed than me. You can be more filled with the Holy Spirit. You can be more than, uh, oh, well. He was like, oh. I'm not the measure. He's the measure, it says, to be filled with the fullness of who God is, to be filled with the measure. But it does mean that we don't, put our soul in charge of our life. I'll just say that again. It does mean we don't let our soul be in charge of our life. 
because our soul will put a limit at its own comfort. But what if we let the Holy Spirit take us further than we can imagine? And that's why we keep getting under the anointing. We keep getting under the spout where the glory is coming out. As we say, come Holy Spirit, I want to be more because you want to see this earth filled with encounters with the glory of God. You want to, you want to use me. Just, just say it. God, you want to use me. I'll, I'll just encourage you again. You go ahead and say it. God, you want to use me. Yeah. And while Debbie and I were in the UK, we went to some places. We saw some castles. That was pretty amazing, you know. We saw some villages. They were, you thought you were walking into a movie set. And, and, and it was there. We went to some cathedrals. And we went to a little village church stuck out in the middle of these fields where her great-great-grandparents were married. And then one of them was buried. Oh, but we were getting a coffee down in Bath. And here was a pamphlet from the cathedral in Bath. And I have never seen a better presentation of the gospel being given to every person who goes into the cathedral at Bath. If they can do that in Bath, what's going on in Lower Hutt? What's going on in Wellington? Are you giving a good presentation of who God is? Are you a, that's why you and I are called to be epistles, epistles, to be read and to be known of everyone. Everyone who comes into our life should be going, oh my goodness, what are, what? People have said to me over the years, what are you on? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> So in just a moment, there's going to be a time of encounter. But before we do that, is anyone glad you came to church tonight? I, I, I am because, you know, it's so much nicer talking to people than empty chairs. But I've preached to... I've, at two and three o'clock in the morning, I've preached in the auditorium. No one's there except the angels. And I've preached. Because why? In the spirit, I could see people. And I was preaching to people even while they were asleep. I preached and I preached because we are supernatural beings. And I was preaching to what could not yet be seen. But people started to come and it was awesome. Yeah, under. But I just want to say, you, I think you might be Indian, but what, it doesn't matter. But yeah, yeah, you. I just want to say to you, I just saw this picture f for you. And it was like you were driving. Oh, do you like driving? You were driving and it seemed to be like, oh man, I need an upgrade. And it was like God is saying, don't drive based on what you can provide. Drive according to what I can provide. Let me fill your tank. Let me put the, 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 the gas in the tank. And, whoa, and I'm not just talking about the natural petrol. You can have diesel if you want to. But 
there. You know, we live in a world where people are saying things which is just like, ah, and everyone's swallowing it up. It's like, I'm, I'm sorry if you, I'm not uh, going to offend anyone, but people go, oh, we've got an emission-free car. Really? Charged up on petrol, charged, which is made out of coal, being burnt at Huntley. How does that work? It's so easy to swallow stuff which has just been said. But we are swallowing what Jesus has said. Because what he says is truth. And what he says is eternal. And he says that you can walk in his presence. He says you can walk in his power. You can walk in his glory. You can speak in a language you never learnt. You can speak in the glorious realities of heaven. And so let's stand for a moment. Being a person of power. Some of you may not be able to stand for too long, but just enjoy it while you can. We're all going to be on the floor soon, so I better say this while we're still understandable. Um, as we're worshipping tonight, I saw something. And just while I was in the prison, I had a revelation there's that verse that says, Jesus said, you need to be as wise as serpents and as harmless as doves. And I've never really understood it, I don't think. And as I spoke, Debbie, to these prisoners, all of a sudden it dawned on me that we have the mind of Christ. And in actual fact, Jimmy said to me too, we have a wisdom from the scripture. Yeah? Proverbs. So if you do this, you, you beat the devil. And for the first time in my life, I understood that God has given us the resources to outwit the enemy. And as I stood there worshipping tonight, with that in my mind, I'd come here with that in my mind, I saw this church standing, and the scripture says, love your... And I saw, no, it does say love your neighbor, but it says love your, love your enemies. And I saw this church standing, together unified, looking at the devil. He's the wolf. And as you stood there loving him, he didn't know what to do. Because when sheep run, the wolves can divide the pack and pick on a lonely one. But when we stand together and look at him and just love, he can't do a thing. Revelation goes beyond reasoning. Amen. So I just want to speak to you as a church today and say, just take this, that God is equipping you as people to outwit the works of the enemy through the scripture and through his spirit. And as you exercise those things, you're going to come into greater victory. Thank you. Thank you. Holy Spirit, in these next few minutes, I thank you that you're going to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all we can imagine or even think. Lord, you're going to take us past the realm of our intellect into the realm of your spirit in a fresh way. And so we say, thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Ah, I know he's here. He's already doing great things. There's someone here and, and, and you've had toothache. You've had toothache in the back of the left side. And right now God is saying, you've been healed. That what The decay, the decay that caused the nerve to be exposed has been filled because of my glory come Holy Spirit come Holy Spirit more 
Whatever you do, don't get your eye on your problem. Get your eye on the one who overcame, who triumphed mightily. Keeping your eye fixed on Jesus. And it's the Holy Spirit that helps us do that. Some people think of the Holy Spirit as the comforter being like the little thing you give the baby to stop it squawking. The Holy Spirit is not your dummy to stop you squawking. The Holy Spirit is the one who comes with power to make you an overcomer. Because that's the literal meaning of the word comforter. The one with power. The one with strength. Come Holy Spirit. That's why we talk about a fortress. That's why we talk about a fort. That's why we talk about forte and music. It's the one with power and the one with strength. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you. Sam, I don't know what you've been trying to process in your life in the last few weeks, but the Lord is saying, as you commit your way to Him, He will direct you. And so it's like in the Spirit you're saying, okay, Lord, and it'll just be instincts that are going to start to come and you don't, it's not going to make sense, but just respond to the instincts that start to arise inside and you're going to find you go from strength to strength. Ha, kushurianda. Ha. Come Holy Spirit. Ha, moshurianda. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Malcolm. God's going to bring some people into your orbit. And, and it's going to be like some of the wisdom that God's given you. It's just going to be like simple words. It's, I'm not talking about just gathering up and having to walk a long journey, but there's going to be people just come. And sometimes it's just going to be like a one sentence, sometimes a paragraph, but it's going to actually deposit something inside which will just break some, some thinking. And so, yeah, just, just, just mess up their thinking. It's going to be good. Yeah, of course, sure, under Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can I have the prayer ministry team come out, please? And if, if the front couple of rows can just pack up the seats would be really helpful. And, and if you can all just come down here, just, just down here. Yeah, I, I forgot the thing, but just get that one. And as you come through, we're going to bless you. But I really want to anoint you. I want to anoint you with oil. So just, just, just go down. And if you've got your best clothes on, well, God bless you. But I'm still going to anoint you. Yeah. Holy Spirit, there's nothing magical about this oil, but there's going to be something that is activated in people. There's going to be a faith activated. There's going to be an anointing to believe. There's going to be an anointing to walk in the revelation of the promise of God like never before in Jesus' name. 